0: Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Amen. Over the next few moments, um, as I discharge my assignment... There's gonna be many, many prophetic opportunities that are given to you that you should discern, not corporately, but individually. And as you discern it, there's a dynamic that will be created called faith. And when faith is expressed in a corporate fashion, nothing becomes impossible. And all things become possible. And I'm standing at a very critical moment, I think, um, having spent the last 40 years or 45 years, I think it is, 45 years um, in ministry, which is a long time. Um, And to be able to see the next generation and to have the opportunity to go on my knees and strengthen the shoulders of my generation and steady it so that you can stand on my shoulders. And to have this opportunity to prophetically and apostolically pass a baton on to you is the greatest honor that God has given to me. Tay and Ty. This is a generation that is crying out for authentic leadership. And they're crying out for visionary leadership, transformational leadership, and moral, ethical leadership. And there's no place on earth and no institution on earth that can offer the world what it needs than the church. The church is the only institution that is not broken. It's filled with broken people, but as an institution, it's not broken, and it's not broken because man never built it. God built it. And you're going to see over the next 10 years the need for redefining humanity. What does it mean to be? And as I unveil my message and unpack the things that God wants me to give tonight, you and your wife are going to be on the forefront of the next move of God. It's not because you qualified yourself, but because you were pre-qualified before you were formed in your mother's womb. You shouldn't really be here, you and your wife. But God selected you out of the billions of people in the earth because of capacity. You and your wife have capacity for the next. You're a disruptor. And this next decade is the decade of disruptors. God is going to do so much for you. It's, it's literally going to blow your mind and your leadership team is going to be key. We talked and we talked very briefly. I think you were coming into service and We both agreed on something. You don't go as far as your dream, but as far as your team. And God is going to build an awesome team around you. And they're gonna be able to have the capacity to take you to your next. You're gonna break so many um, barriers, The stats are gonna be off the charts. And Nielsen ratings are gonna to begin to climb where you're concerned. And, and, and I'm putting this in context because your call is not about the four walls. It's about a dying world. And you're going to be the proof that Jesus is real, you and your wife and that God is still the answer. And this generation that is coming up is gonna be a fantastic generation. People have doubts, but I don't have any doubts. I'm so excited for what God is going to do with the millennials and the next generation, the X, Y, and Z. And the alpha generation is going to be fantastic for the believer. And I used to say that the church is one generation away from extinction. But you and your wife have given me hope. I think generation after generation that the church has hope because of people like you. And I want to salute you. I want to salute you for blazing a new trail. I want to salute you having the faith to do what God commissioned you to do and this is a faith walk for you but tonight God is going to do something for you to prove that he's God he's gonna do it he's gonna do it and I know are we streaming live okay so I know we're streaming live so I I, I, want to be able to do uh, what streaming live does you preach first and, and, and then you have your altar call, and then I want to do that. Uh, but if I do, then... So those of you that are streaming live, you're going to have an encounter with God wherever you are. And you're going to feel the tangible presence of God. God is here. In a tangible way. But Ty, I believe that tonight... God is gonna raise up some millionaires to underwrite the vision. And they are right here. You're right here. you're going to create wealth. You are the generation that will create wealth. You will not chase a dollar, a dollar will chase you. You are innovators and God is going to use you in the days to come to innovate new models and new industries you are industry leaders the world is waiting for you and you are going to rise up and God is going to put you not just under a spotlight but you are going to be the light and other people are going to shine because God is going to use you as a spotlight to place on these individuals that are hidden in obscurity and that are currently on drugs. You are going to be the light. You are not just going to be someone where the light is going to shine on you. You are going to be the light that's going to shine on the masses. God is going to raise you up. And you're either in the spotlight or you're the light. And you are the light of the world. You don't have to be in the spotlight You are going to serve You are not going to want celebrity status But God is going to give you celebrity status You are going to serve Him with passion And with conviction And with righteousness And with holiness And you are not going to be the generation of those that compromise They're going to see God in you And I'm encouraged tonight and I'm honored tonight to have this opportunity to address you because you are the next generation of leaders the world has been waiting for, the church has been praying for. is not disappointed with you, I decree and declare you will not be disappointed with yourself. He's going to give you a new strategy and it's going to be along the lines of biblical principle. This is going to be the year that you are going to read the word more than you have ever read. The word is going to be your light. The word is going to be your source. The word is going to be your inspiration. You are going to study to show your approved unto God and this year you are going to see miracles happen in your life it's gonna happen in your business it's gonna happen in your family many of your family members that are strung out are gonna be saved and they're gonna be saved this year you are gonna pray them into the kingdom this is a year that your faith is gonna be the highest you are gonna be the water walkers you are gonna be the mountain movers you are going to be the line crossers you are going to be the finishers you are the ones that God has been waiting for and you are going to arise tonight and you are going to take your place you're going to take your place as scientists you're going to take your place as technologists. You're going to take your place as educators. You're going to take your place as innovators. You're going to take your place as businessmen and businesswomen. You're going to take your place as millionaires and billionaires. You're going to take your place. You're going to take your place as organizers you're gonna take your place as editors you're gonna take your place as doctors you're gonna take your place as leaders you are gonna rise you are gonna shine because the light of God is risen upon you you are going to take your place and you are not gonna ask permission you're going to step out of the shadows And God is going to use you mightily. You can take your seat. Can I just share something with you just before I I, I give the word of God? You've got to know who's sitting on your left and who's sitting on your right. You're sitting next to a winner. You've been winning since conception. Out of all the thousands of sperm that swam up the reproductive organs of your mom, you outswum every last one of them. You've been winning since conception. If you only knew who was sitting to your right and left, turn to your neighbor and say, she's talking about me. I wish I could sit there. If you knew the probability of you being here, if you knew what that looked like, you would be shouting. If I broke it down for you scientifically, it'll literally blow your mind to find out that you're 10 to the trillion power of probabilities of you being here, if I just could break it down. (laughs) The devil is afraid of you. The devil is not the opposite of God. You, You don't have God and the devil. He doesn't even qualify to be spoken in the same realm. God is the almighty God and he's a created angel a falling angel an unemployed musician that's why he's jealous of your praise you better work it work it, work it make him jealous Hoping you don't contact cut connect with your true identity he's just hoping you don't get it but if you ever figure out who you are in Christ Jesus we're gonna do some things this year live church stay woke This is our year. I'm the godmother of the church. This is gonna be our, not just our year, our decade. This is my decade. In the back, um, very quickly, I wrote a trilogy. And one of the reasons why I write is because I never finish a message. (laughs) So in order to finish a message, I had to write. So the first book I wrote is Hello Tomorrow, or uh, Commending Your Morning. So the first book was Commending Your Morning. How many of you have Commending Your Morning? The rest of you, I don't know what rock you've been living under. But the second in the trilogy is Hello Tomorrow. And your past has nothing new to say to you, so stop listening. And Hello Tomorrow is about vision. How do you write a vision? You write a vision, 12 areas that you write a vision. It was the prophet um, Habakkuk that went to God and tried to explain to God why he felt that God didn't understand our human experience. And in answering him, God, in, in, that's chapter 1, chapter 2 in Habakkuk, God spoke to him and said, just stand on your watch and see what I would say to you in response to what you're speaking to me. And this is what God said. This is my response. Write the vision. He never addressed the problems. He said, write the vision. You see, whatever is happening today was planned yesterday. You cannot deal with today's problem if it's already manifested. You've got to have a vision. God, what did you have in mind? And this is why people never find solutions for their problem, because whatever you focus on fuels your future. So if you focus on your past or your present, you're going to see a duplication of it in your future. And it's going to put your life on stutter. You know what stuttering is? It'll put your life on stutter. It's you, 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 you are Always be be r- 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 repeating an all season and what you want to do you want to take your life off a stutter by writing a vision are you getting this if you want to break a cycle you do it with a vision and you write, it, you write it in 12 areas, not one area, 12 areas. What is your vision for your marriage? What is your vision for your calling or career? What is your financial vision? Where do you see yourself at the end of this year? Because your vision is gonna guide your focus and whatever your focus is, it fuels your future. Are you with me? So you've gotta, and the hardest thing that you're gonna do is write a vision. That's hard. It's hard work because you no longer connect with your past or your present. You're connected with something that is unseen, that God has appointed to appear on the scene if you activate it by faith. So what are you believing for? I already know where I'm going to be 20 years from now. Why? Because I had a vision. 20 years ago I knew that I would be at a certain place financially, socially, emotionally, why? Because I have a vision, 20 years. So I'm on my next 20 years, so that's 40 years. So that takes me to 2040. So where do you see yourself? And you've gotta be able to write it, why? Vision operates by a law. It's called the law of documentation. This is what Jesus said when he was tempted by Satan. And he took him in a high place and said, if you be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And he said, it is documented. Whatever you document, you legalize it in the earth realm. Are are you hearing me? You got to write it. Write the vision. Don't just talk about it. Document it. And it's legal. It's a legal document. This is why the word of God is written. It's not just spoken. It is written. It's a legal document. And you can navigate any spiritual terrain by just saying it is written. And then you set yourself up in prayer. Why? Because if God establishes a precedence in scripture, then you could present yourself and you can say to him, according to what you did in Noah's life, you are no respecter of persons. That's how you structure your prayer. You got to give God something to work with. Okay, so, hello tomorrow, eight er- 12 areas to write. This is chapter 8. It's out in the back. Just tell Darlene, give it to me. Secondly, goodbye yesterday. So you have commanding your morning, hello tomorrow, and goodbye yesterday. Now, this is not published and uh, until February. However, uh-huh. I got them to print just a few thousand uh-huh. wow. and it's pre-signed, therefore this is a collector's item. There will never be anyone in the universe after this goes that will ever have a book like this. It's a collector's item. You could go on eBay, one of my books, someone's selling it for $185, I don't mind. But this is going to be a collector's item and it'll be in the back and you can pick up your copy. What I want you to do, I want you to go to the back and I want you to take, four, uh, I don't know how much this is, $30, $15 each and I want you to tell Darlene give me both of the books and I'm gonna be in the back This is already pre-signed. What I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a picture with you. Just a quick photo op, and I'm going to, in another 10 years, be able to use that picture to prove to people that I know you personally. Now, a handful of you got that. In the days to come, you will not have to drop someone else's name for doors to be open. People are going to drop your name. God is going to give you celebrity status. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of that declaration. You're going to have celebrity status. This is from Psalm. I don't want to go there. I could prove to you. The Bible said he's going to give you a garment of praise. That word praise means to be cele- celebrated. It's passive. It's not what you do. It's what's being done to you. The name Judah. Judah is, a, is passive. It's not active. Judah means to be praised not praise turn to your neighbor and say treat me right now take me to lunch now give me a ride to church now send me a birthday card now say hi to me now wave to me now friend me on Facebook Follow me on Instagram, tweet me. All right. All right, let me see if I can preach. So, uh, meet me at the trap. It's going down. Right in the back. Our Father God, we give you praise and honor and glory. We thank you for the opportunity. We sent your anointing. I pray that I would decrease so that you may increase for the limited time that we have to address your people. I pray that you would bless us, that you would anoint me that you would give me a word that will establish your people in present truth. Thank you for the open heaven, and thank you for the fresh supply of the spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. It's great to have my entire family here. I'm all booed up. My husband, Bishop Russell Tumlinson, would you please stand? My daughter, Stephanie, stand. Alicia Stan, Lakia Stan, my best friend is here, Dr. Jackie Del Rosario, and Vince, they're here. And and my uh, sister-in-law is here, and friends are here, and they drove up, and they flew from California, and they flew from Maryland, and they flew from South Carolina, and they flew from London, and they flew from all over, and they're all here. Thank you for being with us in Jesus' name. Mark chapter 1, verse 9 to 13, very quickly, Mark chapter 1, 9 to 13. What I want you to do, I don't want you to use your phones. I don't want you to write. I want you to put your cell phones down. Um, And I just want you to hear and interact at a different level. Everything is being recorded, so you don't have to capture it and put it on social media. It's already been recorded. By the way, it's it's not your material. So technically, you're stealing. (laughs) <laughs> it's an infringement of copyright. <laughs> but what I, want, what I want you to do, I want you to interact with what God is saying to you tonight. I don't want you to write, I want you to hear. And then I want you to buy the tape and I want you to listen to it. Listen to it for the rest of the month. You're gonna hear, it's gonna be very layered. I'm gonna be speaking a couple of things and I'm gonna put everything that I'm saying in context so that you can understand where we are, um, where the church is, where the world is, and then where you fit in the unfolding of God's plan for humanity. I feel the anointing. My voice is shaking a bit. And I want God to do something specific with you and for you and in you today. Doesn't matter whether you're in the back or the front, the anointing is no respect of persons. The anointing can find you and identify you. And the Holy Spirit is going to speak a specific word to each one of you, and you're gonna find yourself in the message. And then something supernatural will begin to happen over the course of this year. 2020 is a very significant year Yes, it's the beginning of the year. We've all heard it's the beginning of a new decade. But what is God doing? What is he saying? What is he speaking? And if there's a plan for humanity, how does your life play out in the unfolding of God's plan for this generation? How does it play out? Where do you find yourself? Is there a prophetic GPS that God could put in your hands so that you could navigate the VUCA environment that we're living in. And I'm going to throw out concepts, and you're going to hear it over and over. When you turn on TV, you're going to begin to hear these terms. We don't need to be a day late and a dollar short. It's it's been proven that uh, culture changes every three to five years, and the church changes every 30 to 50 years. But we're playing prophetic catch-up. And you're going to find things happening to you. Testing is going to come like this. And I don't want you to feel as if it's a demonic attack on you. Paul said something that was very profound. He says, you have 10,000 instructors, but not many fathers. I have begotten you. And he was speaking from a kingdom perspective when he began to address the Corinthian church. He said, I'm your spiritual father. And the context was not modern day context. It was the context of his time where the Romans, those that were royal, of the royal family, and they were wealthy. What they would do is a father would hire what they would call pedagogies, And he mentions it when he talks about tutors and governors. And what they, what, what they would do, the wealthy family would appoint tutors and governors, and the child of this wealthy family would not be allowed to go out in the world without their tutors and governors until they were mature enough to access their inheritance. You are royal priesthood, and God is not going to allow you to leave the house of God without a tutor and a governor. It's a sign of wealth. The poor didn't have a tutor, didn't have a governor. And so Paul was setting us up to view life from a metaphorical perspective. A metaphor is when someone takes two unsimilar things and compares it so that you're able to understand a complex concept. It's very complex. So they would say something like, you're as strong as an ox. You're as dull as a nail or whatever. They would use metaphors. And so if you read the Bible, the Bible is full of metaphors. Paul said, I run this race. What he was doing, he was comparing your life to a race. He used metaphors. He said that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. He was saying that life is like an Olympic game. And he uses so many metaphors and in this particular text if you miss it, he's saying life is a school. So all year I'm going to be preaching on a simple message called a school called life. A school called life and if, 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 The life is a school, then what life lessons should you be learning? And in each phase of your life, what are the life lessons? And life is the only school that gives you the test first and you learn your lesson next. I'm just floating that as a balloon. He said you've got 10,000 who are the instructors and many of us are dropouts but I decree and declare you are not gonna drop out of your life you're gonna show up and you're gonna show up every day You're not gonna be a spectator, and you're not gonna watch everyone else succeed while you spectate. I decree and declare you will no longer use social media to sit on other people's timeline. I decree others will sit on your timeline, but they will be sitting watching you succeed. You are not going to miss another divine timetable sitting on someone else's timeline. God is going to begin to sink you and you're going to feel a syncopation and it's going to show up as pressure. You're going to get pressure in your home. You're going to get pressure on the job and you're going to think that it's the devil, but it's not going to be the devil. You're going to see the hand of God moving you through pain. Your pain point becomes your prayer point, which points you to your next. Pain is one of your greatest instructors. Wisdom is an instructor. And I can give you the 50 instructors that I'm going to be teaching on so that you're able to say, if this is my instructor, what is the lesson I'm learning? Death is an instructor. Crisis is an instructor. Rejection is an instructor. What is rejection teaching you? Rejection is teaching you that you have outgrown a relationship realm. you have outgrown an institution that no longer has the capacity for your greatness. It means that they have taken you as far as they can and they've run out of capacity and you've stayed too long. So rejection comes, rejection is redirection. You're here, but God is going to redirect you someplace else. Everything is going to be an instruct. How many of you have been rejected or being rejected now? Dry your tears. You're too anointed for them. You're too great for them. You're too big for them. You're too strong for them. You're too bright for them. They're, you're too intelligent for them. They don't have capacity. For you you don't cry when you get rejected. You give yourself the gift of goodbye. I Should have left a long time ago. I Knew you were trouble When you walked in trouble trouble So you've got all these instructors, but nobody taught you. We taught you about fathers and mothers, but we never stopped to teach you about your instructors, a school called life, Lord have mercy. But in the book of Mark, that was a drive-by shooting. Let's jump to Matthew 24:38 to 39 very quickly. Hebrews 11 and 7. Let's braid these two texts together. Remember you're not filming. Remember you're listening. You're interacting. Remember you're not writing because God is going to talk to you. The Bible says, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came, And took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. Hebrews 11 and 7. By faith Noah being warned of God. Of things not seen as yet. In other words God gave him heads up. Gave him prophetic insight. Of the trends and mega trends. The trends that were coming. Gave him heads up. The Bible said he moved with fear. That word fear is not being afraid. It means wow this is awesome. God is getting ready to put awesome back into your life. Everything about your life is gonna be awesome. You're gonna have an awesome life, drive an awesome car, live in an awesome neighborhood, married to an awesome. Your son is gonna be awesome. Your daughter's gonna be awesome. Your marriage is gonna be awesome. This year is gonna be awesome. January is gonna be awesome. February is gonna be awesome. March is gonna be awesome. moved in awe, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world. Saving of his house. Who was a part of his house? We know that his wife was. But there was Shamham Ham, and Japheth. Sham means name. It means notoriety. God is getting ready to remove the stigma from off your family name. Your name is going to be as powerful as the Fords, the Carnegies, the Rockefeller, the Kennedys. Oh, that amen sounds suspicious. I release a new anointing upon you. The anointing of Sham. You're gonna have a great name. And not only will you have a great name, you're going to be like Jacob. Jacob lived as an individual, but he died as an institution. I decree and declare. You're going to live as an individual but you're going to die as an institution. Chanel lived as an individual but died as an institution. That's why we still buy Chanel's. Louis Vuitton lived as an individual but he died as an institution. I'm going to say it again. You're going to live as an individual but history is going to record your name. The next generation is going to know that there once lived a woman by the name of There once lived a man by the name of I release the anointing of Sam. It doesn't matter what your daddy did, what your mother did. It doesn't matter what happened in your family. It doesn't matter what you did. I don't care if you have a police record. I don't care whether you've been to prison. I don't care whether you lied or you stole and people are talking about you. This is the year that God is going to esponge the bad stigma attached to your name. God is going to rebrand you. You're going to have a new brand. Your name is going to be powerful. Raise your hands and shout, I receive it. Say, I have a powerful name. Oh, I I don't believe that. Say, I have a powerful name. Turn to the person on your left and right. Say, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Tell them you're getting ready to find out. Glory to God. You're getting ready. This year, you're going to find out who I am. This year. This year. Thank you, Jesus. To the saving of his family, there was sham, there was ham. Ham means fire. It means passion. I decree and declare that you're going to get your passion back. You're not going to stroll through life. Everything you do is going to be off the chart. You are going to be lit for Jesus. Glory to God. You're going to sing your best song. You're going to dance your best dance this year. Everything is going to be on steroids your faith is going to be on steroids your prayers are going to be on steroids can i get a little more floor monitor a little more base in 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 the floor monitors everything is about to be on steroids i feel anointed now you are going to go to the next level you are going to be on fire he took on board sham ham japheth means open Open, closed minded people are not innovators. Only open-minded people. And open-minded people do not look for answers. They ask questions. The Bible said, ask and it shall be given you. I decree and declare you are no longer a know-it-all. I decree you are like a child. You are asking questions. You are discovering and it's the power of the question. If you ask, it shall be given you. You just have to ask the right people the right questions. You're asking the wrong people questions. They don't have the answers. I decree your whole sphere of influence is shifting. I decree you are now uh, 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 moving with people that have solutions because you are a solution you are not only going to ask questions people are going to ask questions of you and you are going to provide the answer the bible said hallelujah to the saving of his house to the saving of Shem and ham and japheth something is being restored to the church the church no longer is going to be behind we are going to play catch up and it's going to happen this year the, god is going to open your spirit and open your mind people are talking about 2020 being the year of vision but it goes beyond that you've got to begin to understand how God is going to begin to marry what you say with what you see that word paid that everybody is prophesying is not just the year of the mouth but it's deeper than that it means that God is combining and braiding three anointings and placing upon the church the anointing of the prophet the anointing of The priest and the anointing of the king that means wherever you go your words alone is going to work for you You are going to bless, but you're also going to be able to curse. That's what a priest does You are going to decree That's what a king does and you're going to prophesy and when you prophesy you're going to begin to prophesy things that have scattered Everything that was scattered you're going to be able to speak like Ezekiel and you're going to prophesy You're going to prophesy Prophesy like Jeremiah, you're going to be able to say things that are scattered, things that are not com- coming together. Those things are going to begin to come together in the realm of the spirit. Can I prophesy for a moment? <laughs> Everything about your life, things that fell apart last